Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hello, everybody. I just want to take the time once again, as I always do every week, to thank my guest, Nikki Stanton. I was about to say Nikki Adan. That's how I've come to know her over the years. But I'm just so very thankful that Nikki was willing to share her story of having little Peyton Um, in a way that was very unpredictable, unexpected, and I'm sure unwanted in the sense of it's not what she would have had happen, but it is what God called her to go through. As I always say, we don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. So Nikki, thank you so much for opening up your life, for sharing all the little intimate details of everything that you had gone through. It was so great to, um, to really hear the growth in Nikki. For me personally, it was great to hear what God has taken her through. Like I had mentioned on the podcast, I had Nikki when she was a teen. She was in the teen ministry with me. So at age 17, she was getting ready to graduate from high school. And, you know, life is very much ahead of you. And you have all these dreams and hopes and desires and In those plans of ours, we never anticipate hardships. I mean, we we do somewhere in the crevice of our mind. We know it's a possibility. We know that life is not smooth. But no one ever really envisioned themselves having to go through some of the things that we go through. But I think the beauty of Nikki's story for me, first of all, Nikki, thank you. It was so great to get a younger perspective. Like I've said, many of those who have been on with me, and I'm grateful for everyone, you know, we're 50s, 40s, but to go down to 30, and you just get a chance to hear how they express themselves. She expresses herself differently. You know, she hasn't been weighed down by life yet. And my prayer is that she never will. And even though life threw curveballs, she was still able to laugh about it, giggle about it. There's still glee and hope in it. And I think it's something that is so great for those of us who have already lived so much life to hear is that we too start out that way and we lose it along the way. We lose our hope. We lose our insight we lose that, that, that freshness of life that even though this is difficult, I'm going to rise again. I'm going to come up out of it. So I was just really grateful, thankful to hear not only her perspective, but the way in which she shared it. So very, very, very thankful for that. But as I was saying, going back, I sometimes go off on my own little tangents. <laughs> When you have someone working with you or someone that you're working with from the age of 17 
And now you look at the life that God has, has, has put her through in the midst of it all. And now at the age of 20, you see a young woman blossoming in the midst of it all. I loved that she was able to identify when I asked her what was the lesson in it that the rest of us can learn from. And she was able to identify it was the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. Her baby, no doubt, was such an incredible blessing, but to have to go through all that she went through in order to get her here was challenging. I love that she was so honest about, you know, I didn't want to pray because I didn't want God to think that I was ungrateful. That, it, that resonated with me because I believe that is true for so many of us. God takes us through something and we make it through but there's a bitterness, there's an edge, there's a hardness. It's almost like a callus on our heart. And we feel as though if I don't say anything, God won't know. It's shh, don't say anything and God won't know. But God does know. And he wants us always to be honest. Speak your truth. God, I don't understand why my pregnancy had to be so difficult when friends around me are dropping babies and having no problems at all. Every young mom, especially for the first time, you dream of your baby shower. You dream of getting the baby's room all pulled together. You dream of all those wonderful moments. That's why when she said, you know what I really mourned? I mourned the loss. The loss of what never came to pass. And I don't think that Nikki realized the power of what she was saying. I believe so often, guys, we mourn the loss of what never will come to be. But we never let it go. We're never able to rise above that. She will never be able to say, I had a baby shower that was beautiful for my firstborn. Now, God may give her that opportunity with another child, but she can't say it with the firstborn. She won't be able to say, I know what it's like to have my mom standing by my side when I give birth to my first child. She won't know that experience. And she's saying, I'm more in the lost. I'm more in the lost. So many times it's devastating to let go of a dream. And what I mean by that is, again, we have these ideas. They're in our minds. They're in our hearts. We build around them. And just because they are our dreams does not mean they are God's dreams for us. I think I shared it before, but when I walked out of my first marriage, it was a devastating blow, even though I knew I had to go. 
So it wasn't that I wanted to hold on to it because it was so awesome. God was saying, no, baby girl, you need to move on. But it was the loss of the dream that was so devastating. I built my whole life around that marriage. And God was saying, no. I do think we have to stop and look at what have we not surrendered to God. Where is there a callus on your heart? A hardening of your faith because a dream didn't come true. A dream never came to fruition. I love that she was able, again, to identify that, be honest about that, and then to turn around and say, and again, out of the mouth of babes, sometimes they don't even know the truth that is falling out of their mouths. She said, you know, I came to realize that it was okay to feel what I was feeling. And I, I don't know if you could even hear me yet, but I gasped. I went in the, in the conversation because it takes us decades to reach that point in which we can say, it's okay for me to be frustrated, God, with the direction that you chose to take my life. But I am okay. I'm going in the direction you want me to go, but I just need to be honest and say, it devastated me. And that's okay. She said, so often we can, like even in the midst of this pandemic, we can feel like I just got to push on. I'm just going to keep going. God wants us to keep going. He wants us to push on, but he wants us to do it honestly. I think we walk in lies. We walk in lies that we tell ourselves. And we tell ourselves those lies so long that they become our truth. You know, you think back, the Garden of Gethsemane, those who are familiar with Scripture, And Jesus says, Father, if I don't have to do this, I don't want to do this. And he doesn't just say it once. He comes back around and say, Father, if I don't have to do this, I don't want to do this. But he presses on until finally he says, not my will, but your will be done. We have to keep fighting to get our lives in alignment with God. That's what Jesus did. But that does not mean pretending that they're not in alignment. It's about getting honest. It's getting real and saying, God, I know what you're asking me to do. I don't want to do it. God, I hear what you're saying. But I don't want to hear it. But not my will, your will be done. It's those lessons in which God is making himself known. Because in those lessons is where we grow. 
Nikki's faith was stretched beyond anything she had ever experienced by going through what she went through. God could have allowed her to have a smooth pregnancy, but he needed her to grow by going through it. God could have had it so that her husband was able to be there with her every step of the way, but he needed her to go through it because it's part of her faith growth. What is God going to do with it? I don't know. But I guarantee you, it will come back up down the road. Years in her life, she may look back And when she needed that strength the most, she'll be able to pinpoint, I went through this. I made it through then. I will make it through now. Everything we go through, it's either a blessing or it's a lesson. Nothing's wasted. We've talked about that before. You know, a friend of mine sent me something I thought was very profound this morning. Something that, just a revelation that came to her. And she said, she texted me, the presence of pain in your life isn't a prophecy of your destruction. Got that? The presence of pain in your life isn't a prophecy of your destruction. We take it as, if I'm in pain, I'm dying. Or God is against me. Or I've done something wrong. And it is saying the presence of pain is not a prophecy of your destruction. Rather, your troubles are a sign that he is preparing you for your great ascent. I love that. When she sent that, I was like, whoa, that's got to be in my recap this week. He's preparing you for your great ascent. That means everything that we go through is a preparation. I was hearing Nikki's preparation. When you're in it, you don't know it's preparation. (laughs) All you know is, oh my gosh, can we get out of this already? But it is a preparation for your ascent. There are so many things that happen in in the midst of it. I, I listened to it. I listen to it again, and I listen to it again before I actually do the recap. And then I read the comments that goes along with it. But, you know, for me personally, I'm just going to speak truth. (laughs) I think we demand so much of our young Christians. Young Christians as in teens. Young adults. And sometimes we don't give them the opportunity to grow by allowing them to fail, by allowing them to feel pain, by allowing them to stumble and get back up again. The pressure that we place upon them to be what we never were and never will be, which is perfect. So unfair. Because when the the Nikki that I listened to last week, that I had conversation with last week, is a world apart 
from the Nikki that I still loved and adored. What, 15 years ago? But yet I realize now the pressure that we've placed upon that young child to stand stand strong, stand proudly, stand firmly for God. I wasn't standing that firmly at the age of 30. I certainly wasn't standing that strongly at the age of 18. But yet it's so easy to turn and look down the road and go, if you're truly a lover of God, you wouldn't do this or you wouldn't do that. I don't even know why God is calling me to say this right now. This is all just kind of rolling off the top of my head, but I think we do a disservice to our children. I guess that's the point. I don't know who God has listening today, but maybe there's someone and you're pressuring your child because your child is struggling. And honestly, when our kids are struggling, if I'm really real, it's an embarrassment to us. That's really what it's about. Give these kids the opportunity to grow in their relationship with God so that when they hit that hard, hard time, that hard spot down the road, they have a God that they can truly lean on. Not mama's God, daddy's God, pastor's God. They need a God that they personally can lean on. I know as you hear Nikki share her story, she's so jovial. She laughs and she giggles through it and you're listening to it. And I'm going, okay, this is quite devastating, but it's just a youth way of expressing. But I also know all of the pleas for prayer that she sent out. That was a mother trying to find her legs to walk the walk the road that God had laid out for her. I know there were tears at night when everybody else is going on about their life and going on about business in which that mama, that young mama was desperately pleading for her child. The panic of when the breathing machine would go off because my baby girl forgets to breathe. That faith has to be developed. And I wonder how much faith we snuff out of our young ones because we fail to give them the opportunity to grow. I am just so moved that God, our God, takes our opposition to give us opportunities to grow. 
every opposition, every challenge that we go through in life is God's way of saying, I'm giving you an opportunity. Are you going to take it or are you going to walk away from it? Nikki walked into it and she came out stronger. We've got to look at our lives. So often we push against anything that's uncomfortable, anything that is painful, but I'm begging us to look at it differently. Growth, strength, they are all on the other side of that pain that we love to push away. The presence of pain in your life isn't a prophecy of your destruction. If that was the case, I would have been destroyed a long time ago. (laughs) My life has taken some turns, some ups and some downs. And I am the woman that I am today because of them, not in spite of them. We've got to be willing. Go where God is calling you to go. It's okay to go scared. It's okay to go blind. I did a study with my woman a while back when Jesus heals the blind man. And then he tells him, go dip in the pool. Now, he sent the man to this pool blind. He didn't heal him first. He wanted to see, would you be willing to go blind? not seeing the way, but going anyway because I called you to it. That, I think, is our lesson for this week. Are we willing to go where God is calling us to go even if we can't see the way to get there? That's what real faith is. That's what true surrender is. That's what we, as Christians signed up for stop asking God to show me first and then I'll go instead God's looking for the hearts that says here I am Lord send me not because I know what's going to happen or where I'm going to go but because I trust the hand that's guiding me. God's hand is in everything. As Christians, do we believe it? Do we believe it? If we do not, then honestly, we have to reevaluate. Then can I really call myself a follower of Christ? Not because of what other people may say, but because this is what God calls me to. If I'm not willing to go where the master is calling me, then I have to be honest and say that who really is the master of my soul? Guys, God is trying to lead us to places we don't want to go, to places of pain, not to destroy us, 
but to prepare us for our great, great ascent. I don't know where he's trying to take you. I don't know where he's trying to take me, but I do know that my God is lifting me up. And wherever that leads me, that's where BJ is going. That is my prayer for all of us. Be willing to go where you've never gone before. Our God is leading the way. All we have to do is be on the lookout for the hand of God and follow his lead. I love you guys. Until next week, be on the lookout. Don't miss it. It's right in front of us, but we'll only see it if our eyes, our faith, and our hearts are wide open. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guest this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.